Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. I am so excited to have Kim Jefferson back on. We tried this once. We're going to do it again. Um, Kim Jefferson is a health and wellness coach. She is the host of the Fit Girl Magic podcast. She is fabulous, and I already know this because we've spoken a little bit before. So thank you so much for having this conversation again, Kim. Welcome. Thank you. Great chatting with you. Awesome. Well, before we jump in, um, I would love it if you would give the listeners just a little bit more background on you, Kim, and who you are. Um, I am a health and fitness coach. I've been doing it for the past 15 years, and I really focus in on women over 40 who feel like they're doing all the right things, but for some reason, they cannot lose the weight. All right. Awesome. Um, And I know from our previous conversation that we align a lot on these things. And so we're going to jump right in. Um, I I do think it's valuable to share a little bit on your journey before we kind of jump into more of your philosophy with training, training women and um, just in general about life. But give us a little bit of a background on the key moments that brought you to where you are today, Kim, and your professional and personal journey. You know, on a um, personal level, I, you know, I turned probably probably about 35 and I just noticed started to notice like I was putting on weight in my like hips and thighs and I had never done that before and I was like what's going on and I remember asking my at the time male trainer who was a fabulous but he was like he's like oh it's like we'll just we'll just double it double leg day you know and I'm like all right and it, that didn't work and then I started just like you know, I'm not a person who hops on the scale, but I was like, my pants were just fitting a little bit differently. And I would step on the scale and I like, I was like putting on like 10 pounds a year. And I remember going to my doctor and being like, what is happening? Like, I can't eat any cleaner. I can't work out any harder. And she's just like, you know, patted me on my hand. And she's like, you know, Kim, you're not 30 anymore. And, you know, I avoided going to jail that day. And I just basically (laughs) was like, okay, I'm going to have to figure this out on my own. Because I was like, I'm doing all the right things and this is not working. And my, my doctor could only tell me that like, I need to work harder. Like that's not a solution. Um, and so the more I kind of like poked around the more I found that there were like other women like me who are like getting the same, like, uh, you know, bullshit, you know, like, you know, it's, it's your diet, it's your exercise. And there was no full concrete answer. And I was like, there is a concrete answer. I know there is. Um, awesome. And so you then decided that you were going to push for the answers and think a little bit outside the box. Is that right? Yeah. I, you know, I remember, you know, Dr. Google, <laughs> sometimes it leads you down a rabbit hole of like, you know, you know, cut off a chicken foot and dance in the backyard. And sometimes <laughs> it leads you down a path that you, I met different people. You know, I was first introduced to, you know, this woman, Esther Blum, who introduced me to Dr. Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, who introduced me to Dr. JT. And it was just kind of like, I, you know, was leapfrogging through people who were like, yeah, you're not crazy. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. You know, and just reading through all of their stuff, reading through the research that they were like, this is the research that I read and this has helped me to come to this conclusion. And it was just like, okay, I'm not crazy. There is something truly going on and it's fixable, right? It's not just the, 
wait for my 600 pound life to come ring your doorbell. <laughs> totally. Um, and so I know from our conversation before, I, you know, it, it brought a few little quotes to mind, you know, I'm a quote junkie. Um, but I, you know, I think we get to this point in our, in our lives as women and, you know, it happens a lot it, I mean, as we travel through life, but we, mm. we realize that old ways are not going to open new doors. Right. No. Um, and, and we also have to remind ourselves to never be afraid to take a different path. Um, you know, and so can you talk a little bit more about that and how that applies to, you know, all that we're discussing right now? Well, you know, I think for the women that I, I speak to most, like we're in our 40s, we grew up with diet culture. Like we were like on the cutting edge of diet culture. Diet culture told us that we had to have willpower, that we had to have motivation, that we had to work hard. We had to follow this, you know, this streamlined approach and magically we would arrive at like Oz. And unfortunately, <laughs> that hasn't happened. Maybe Oz happened once. And then you start to think to yourself, I'm going to double down. Like I did it before in the past. And granted, there is that quote of like, you know, what worked and what worked before should work again. Well, that's not how our bodies work. You know, I have clients who I started working with them when they were in their thirties and they didn't have any kids. And so they could spend hours at the gym. They could cook five meals a day. And now they're like, Kim, well, you gave me like, 10 years ago, it's just not working. And I was like, well, let's just look at our lives. You've got two kids now. <laughs> you're taking care of an aging parent. You have a, you know, you're not this entry level person at work anymore. You're running around picking up this person, picking up that person. You're stressed. Like you can't do what you used to do. Our bodies are very different now. So we have to start to say, how am I going to adapt to Kim at 40 versus Kim at 30 because Kim at 30 she was running around with chicken with her head cut off and thought it was cool now Kim at 40 is like oh hell no <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore right yeah and it's so true okay so this like perfectly leads into the next question so given all of that do you have a personal mantra that you're kind of following now or some kind of a philosophy that you would like to put out there um, that you feel like is working for me I am, I'm all about working smarter, not harder, right? Yeah. I'm all yeah. about the less, the less is more. And, you know, um, I have a client who's a math teacher and, you know, she explained this to me and then I, I, I thought it up and I was like, I need someone who like is a little bit more educated in math than I am to explain it. I'm like, give me a spreadsheet and I can like spreadsheet the crap out of something, but any type of math principles, I'm like, yeah, I remember hearing about it, but. I didn't really pay attention. And it's called the law of diminishing returns, right? We all think that if I just double down, if I go harder, if I'm more on point, then boom, I'm going to get these magical results. And sadly, that's not the way, you know, it's called the law of diminishing returns. And so with the law of diminishing returns, you know, I, I'm, I'm going on, I'm going on, I'm going on. And then at some point, the more factor, it's just going to burn me out. And so we have to listen to ourselves and understand what that more factor is for us. And so many of us don't listen to our bodies and let our ego be like, girl, you should be at the gym for two hours. Girl, if you're not sore, can't wash your hands, can't get off the, the toilet seat the next day, you didn't work hard enough. And so we have to start to think to ourselves, like, it is about can, how can I do this in a smart, sustainable way? 
Yeah, I love that. You know, I, it's interesting too, because I feel like that really generalizes as well to life, um, not just health and wellness, but life in general. You know, I, I think you just said something that really resonated and it's um, that the more factor will eventually burn you out if it's more yes. and more and more. Um, you know, and sometimes that means working out too hard or in the wrong way or not efficiently. And sometimes in life, that means that we're doing more and more and more, but we're not slowing down to consider, you know, what our true priorities are, what, you know, what we truly right. value. All of that. So, I mean, I think it. I think it's definitely applicable across um, a lot of a lot of things that we do in our lives, and it's really important to consider. And are you, if you're out there listening right now, and you're stressed and running, like most of us are. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. um, You know, take a moment to consider how how can you you know work smarter and not harder, and you know, are you burning yourself out, and is it worth it, right, Kim? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it it's ever worth it, and we just have to take the time to slow down and put the pieces together and figure it out. Um, so really great feedback there. Um, I, I have another question that I've been asking this year that I love, and I'm interested to hear your feedback um, on courage. So do you feel like you have a personal definition of what courage means for you or how you witness it in your life, Kim? It's funny because courage is, you know, I have a five-step framework that I, I work with a lot of clients through, and courage is one of the, of the five Cs. And courage is, for me, having the the strength, having the mindset to do something different, right? Yeah. Having the courage to break free of what you've always done because courage is our comfort zone, right? It feels comfortable to like, know I have to eat five meals. It feels comfortable to know this. It feels comfortable to know that, but I have to have the courage to admit it ain't working. And then I had to have the courage to get uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's where, you know, um, James Clear, uh, he wrote the book Atomic Habit, and he said, all of us want the habits, but we don't want to do the work to get to the habit. Ooh, so, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to have the courage that like, when I'm doing something different, it is going to feel so awkward. I am going to feel like I am walking through quicksand. I am just going to want to turn around. But at some point, I have to decide, is getting to the other side worth this discomfort. Yeah. And, and only I can decide, like, I always think of it like, um, if I'm crossing a river, and I, I can see what I want on the other side, I, I see it, I'm like, this is what I want. But then I have to, then I have to look back and be like, okay, is it easier just to go back to what I was living, and just always look across, look across the river? Or do I just get into the river and swim, and know it's gonna suck, know I'm gonna want to turn around, but know that what I want more is on the other side. Uh, I love that imagery so much. People, if you're out there listening, stop standing on the other side of the river and, and gazing across and just wondering if you could ever make it or thinking how beautiful it looks on the other side. Because you can swim across, jump in the water, jump in the water. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, it, it makes me think of um, like some of the stuff you were just saying about, you know, we all want the habits, but we don't want to do the work. Um, Correct. A couple things I heard recently. Yeah, I um, one was that we have to learn to appreciate effort and mm. I thought that was really powerful and what it what what it meant on the in the context that I heard it is that we have to appreciate our ability to put forth effort in this life that we have I wake up every day it's another day and our bodies are functioning and we're able to put in the work and effort that it takes to swim across that river um, and then another thing that's bringing up for me is a podcast interview I did like seriously back in 2019 I think and she was saying, She's a world-class runner, became a coach, et cetera. And she was saying, you can. It was just that simple. 
You right. think you can't, but you can, right? right. Do, do you agree, Kim? What would you say to that? I, you know, I think where many of us get all kind of like spun around the axle is that one, we just, you know, social media, I love it. I hate it at the same time. You see these people and they are telling you that like, all I did was I woke up and I had a super green smoothie and look <laughs> at me, right? And then you're like, I need to have a super green smoothie. And then when you have the super green smoothie, nothing happens, you're pissed and you're off to find the next thing. Where no one really tells you that, you know what, I'm genetically gifted. So I could have as many super green smoothies or I could have a milkshake and I'm still gonna look, I'm still gonna look the same. Yeah. Right? No one tells you that. No one tells you that, you know, it took me X number of years to get here. So what, as I see things, I'm comparing my day one to someone's day 100. And no one, you know, on social media, no one likes to show you the ugly. No one like the, you know, to getting there is kind of ugly. Getting there took me years. Like everyone wants it to be done in 2.2 seconds. And sadly, that's not how it is. You know, we have to think about, the effort that I put in. And maybe it's like someone tells you these are the 10 steps you did with those 10 steps. They may seem good for 30 days, but you're like, girl, I can't do that forever. And so you have to kind of step back and say, like, out of the 10 steps, what could I do consistently? Because, you know, my podcast is called Fake Girl Magic. And it's because many people think fitness people are magical, right? We just wake up in the morning, we want to work out and we want to eat right. And we want to want to want to. But guess what? Some mornings, like 530 comes and I'm like, dang, I ain't got it today. Right. <laughs> so it's like, but I've built these habits that I'm like, okay, this is the habit of working out for me. It wasn't, it's not always easy. I don't always spring out of bed. I'm not always like, let's do all the burpees under the sun, but it's like, it's now my habit. It's now become my routine. And that routine has helped me to build consistency. And that consistency is what ultimately gave me the results. Yeah. Did I get, when I started working out 15 years ago, was I always this gung ho to get there? Oh, hell no. Plenty of mornings I rolled over and put the blanket over my head. But I'm like, you know what? At some point, I was like, something's better than nothing. Give me 15 minutes. Give me 20 minutes. Give me 30 minutes. And it was a process that now I've been doing it for 15 years. It's just what I do. And I want you to think about like, you know, things that like now you just do. But if you think back to when you started, it was, it was kind of awkward, you know? And eventually now it's just like, you can't even think about not doing it, not doing that. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think it's so great. And I, I agree. I think consistency is key um, throughout our lives and, and, and it changes from season to season. And so, yeah. Sort of, yeah, letting us off the hook, letting ourselves off the hook. I mean, shoot, what I could do before I had four children <laughs> so exactly. was a lot different than how it's looking now. So, I, yeah, I think that that's, you know, those two concepts, consistency and then also realizing that every stage of our lives is, are, are different. So it's so important to recognize that and figure out how it can work for each of us. Um, right. And you're, and you hit a nail on the head, your season, you yeah. know, I talk a lot about that with clients. And it's like, just as like, seasons in nature, we have seasons in our life. And so think about winter, like winter is like a nesting season, that like everything just hibernates, like everything just shuts down and slows down. And maybe, you know, you, you might have to coordinate with what winter is wherever you are on the planet. But maybe your winter could be in August, where like, you know, you're running around kids doing all sorts of things where you're like, you know, I can't even think about doing anything for myself because I'm too busy doing other things. And then maybe there's other seasons in your life where you're like, you know what? I got six weeks that I can really focus in on that. And then as you're in it, you can start to say to yourself, okay, when I do get busier, what can I keep holding on to? 
so I can still remain consistent. That it's not this like, oh crap, it's busy season. I gotta, you know, I gotta turn all myself off, and then it's like I'm back on, and you know, it's that on and off thing that was is what keeping you from your goals. Where it's like, even though it might not look like it does when I'm not busy, it can. You can still do something. It just might not look the same, and we、mm. have to kind of get it. Right in our mind that, like you know, the best way I can describe it, and I always talk about sports, and I know I'm sorry for you ladies who aren't sports people, but I want you to think about a sports season and a、uh, an athlete. So、uh, let's just use football because it's the easiest one to explain. But like football, they they come back in August and they play until roughly January. So from August to January, that's their season, and you know they're just doing enough to get on the field week after week after week. Then when February comes, that's when they're like, "Okay, I need to rebuild myself for August." And so there's a process of rebuilding from February to August, and then they go into a different cycle. Now, does a a, a, a professional athlete just sit on the couch and be like, "Oh my God, I'm too busy. There's only there's a game on Sunday. I can't. I can't do anything." No, he's like, "All right, what could I do outside of practice that keeps me ready to get back into the game?" And so we have to kind of start thinking about ourselves like that, like where, you know, life is like. If we think of life as an athletic endeavor, you know, we are going to have season, and then we're going to have off season, and we have to decide what it looks like for us. Yeah, I I totally agree, and I think I, the piece of this too is you just said the word is deciding. It's taking the time to slow down and decide, or get the help you need. You know, if you need、yeah. the help、um, to to think through these things. I think sometimes when we are busy, we find ourselves on autopilot and we don't figure out、mm. how to make things work.、Um, and then the other thing I was going to say too, again,、um, just like before, I think this is really we can really take this and apply it to life as well.、Um, yeah, making time for mind, body, and soul.、Um, Um, and how do we integrate that when we are busy? And how does it look? And sometimes it's not that we get to like go on a retreat with our girlfriends, but maybe、mm-hmm. it's just that we put on some music for twenty minutes, and I don't know, lay there or do some journaling or however、right. that looks, right? But、um, taking the time to figure out how it looks in those different, you know, different times in our lives and or in our year or in our month or whatever it is,、um, to make sure that、exactly. we're yeah that we're we're continuing to nourish ourselves because that's the only way we show up in this world. Um, 100, and you know, able to give all that we we were meant to give because I believe that all of us bring something essential、um, to this planet, and so we have to nourish ourselves so that we can we can give we can give those gifts. Yeah, and、right? you know, one of as a you know, even though I say yeah, I'm a health coach, I look at your whole life. Yeah, because、right? I can't say all right, you know, Gina. And be like, you're gonna do to go to the gym two hours a day. You're gonna cook this. You're gonna do this. Sleep eight hours, and not and not take into account. Well, you got four kids. You got a full time job. Like,、right. If I said that to you, you would be like, "Girl, you don't <laughs> even know." <laughs> so, but there are women who come to me like Kim.、Hey, um, when I worked at the gym, I'd be like, "Okay, so how much time do you have to work out?" And they'd be like, "I got six days a week. Yeah, I could do it six days a week." I'm like, "Okay, so you don't have a full time job?" Do you have children? And they'd be like, "Well, well, well, well." And it's so it's like really helping my clients to what I what I call work their reps because like this works for this is your life. Like getting healthy and fit is like it has to work for your life, or you are going to slowly get out of the habit again. So it's like we have to decide: is it realistic? Right? Are the choices I made are they realistic? And am I clear about what is it I'm trying to get? Am I excited about it? 
you know, is it my why, right? It's my why that gets me out of bed on a February morning when it's two degrees outside and there's snow, yeah. <laughs> right? I have to be excited about it. And then I have to make a plan for my life. So I have to have the courage to do something maybe a little bit different, but I have to be able to say, how do I plan this in? If, you know, you know, you got four kids and there's a basketball game and then there's, you know, science club and then there's, you know, a, a gymnastics meet and you're trying to figure out how do you plug this all in. And at the end of the day, great, you can do anything for 30 days, but can you do it for three years? Right. And if you look at your life and you're not able to say, no, I can't see myself doing this for three years, then guess what? It ain't for you and be okay with that. Or not the whole thing's not for me, but like I can do this piece and maybe if I modify that piece, I can do it and be selective and make it work for your life versus trying to like, you know, wrap yourself around whatever meal plan or diet plan you're doing and just saying, you know what, I have a life and I don't want to live to eat. I want it to be part of who I am. Right. I love it all. And I think, you know, I think you touched on something just there too, that it's important for each of us to find our individual why, because that's going to help us, you know, stay consistent like you're talking about. And, you know, I would, I would also say to anyone out there who's listening right now, who's kind of like not connecting with this whole power of being healthy and committing to movement and exercise. um, I would, I would, I would also say to you just to give it a try um, because I think that sometimes it seems intimidating, right, Kim? Mm. You don't realize how strong you're going to feel if you just are willing to give it a try. Um, and, and it goes back to this other piece that I want to discuss that we we haven't really touched on yet. And it's that I think that sometimes we get trapped um, by the dogma of thinking that we as women can only be one thing. Yes. You know, mother or, you know, professional or whatever it is that we've carved out for ourselves, we kind of get stuck and we have guilt about anything outside of that. Right. Um, and I know, Kim, you believe and I believe, too, we don't have to be just one thing and we can shift directions and try new things. And what would you say to that, Kim? <laughs> Agreed. I think you're right. We do get like kind of stereo- stereotype ourselves into these personalities to like if I do this, then I can't do that. If I do, you know, and it's like this whole, like, if then scenario, but it's like, how do I do both? You know, and like, we never kind of like hit that pause button to say, how do I do both? And a lot of it, you know, I see, cause I work with women in their forties. A lot of it's just, it's just our programming. You know, I have a client who, um, she will always say, you know, I'm my mother's daughter. And as, and she grew up that the woman took care of everything, right? The woman took care, made sure that, you know, there was food on the table and everyone got to where they were going to be. And everyone, you know, she was the person who, you know, rounded up the chickens. Right? Yeah. And when it comes time for her, she's like, oh, Kim, you know, I had to take the kids here and then I had to make sure there was dinner on the table. And I was like, could you ask for someone to do dinner two nights a week? Just so that it gives you like, 20 minutes for yourself and she's like well if i made them do dinner like we would only have cereal and then you're just kind of like okay like because you've taken care of everything it's now hard for them to do anything on their own because they know that you're gonna do it you know like even if you're like johnny you're making dinner and Johnny's going to be like, screw it i'm gonna make cereal and she's gonna get so sick of eating cereal that she eventually is gonna be like johnny forget it i'm gonna do it yeah. And sometimes, you know what? You got to suck up cereal. 
until they, <laughs> until they like finally are sick of cereal themselves too. Yeah, I agree. I think also just like stepping up and 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 communicating the need, why the need is there and allowing your family or whoever it is in your life, the opportunity to show up for you and to work together as a team. But if you don't have that communication too, um, you know, and I tell my kids this sometimes too, uh, you know, about various things, I'll, I'll say, look, here's, here's what happened to me today. This is how I'm coming, you know, into this situation. Right. So I want you guys to understand. Usually it's like, I'm, I'm really tired guys. I'm trying super yeah. hard, but you guys have to meet me halfway and you have to understand and let's work together and whatever it is, get, get through this practice or game or, you know, meal. Um, but yeah, I, I think those are great points. Um, or, or even tell your kids like, Hey, you're cooking dinner, but it ain't cereal. Yeah. Like, just throw the parameters out there. It ain't cereal. Like, you, you, or cook or buy the ingredients and be like, here's the recipe. Right. Like, Here it is. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to call you up to figure out how to do You this. do it. Yeah. Mom, mama's going down on the treadmill. <laughs> I love it. It's so powerful. Um, okay. We're going to move towards wrapping up, but I want to give you the opportunity. If you have any other like quick things you want to um, share with anyone for encouragement or positive vibes for anyone out there who's listening right now, and we've got them like right on the edge of pushing beyond comfort or we're having them thinking about some new things, Kim, any final words you'd like to put out there? All right. So what I do want to wrap up this call with is that um, it's called it's it says, you know, again, talking about courage, forget what you think you need. Right. Because so many of us are so control freaks and we're trying to guide the ship. We're trying to drive the ship and that we don't open ourselves up to other possibilities. You know, we tell ourselves this is how it has to be. And if it's not like this, then it's it's not going to work. And how do you know? Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. Totally. So I always say that it has to be, you give yourself an experiment. If for 30 days you try something new and it doesn't work, guess what? You tried. That's right. Yeah. I love it. I, I love that. Forget what you think you need. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so good and powerful and something that everyone can think about today. If you put, if you get rid of all, all of those preconceived, you know, ideas and just forget it. And just put yourself in the moment today and push a little bit into something that might be new or uncomfortable. I really would guess, I would bet that something good will come out of it. Right, Kim? I really, I really, really think. Um, Okay, awesome. Let's do a couple little rapid fires and then we'll close it out. Um, Before I do it, Kim, tell everyone how they can find you or get connected or um, try to, you know, sign up for coaching or whatever. Tell them how to do that please. You can find me um, on Instagram, Kim Jefferson coach. I'm also on Facebook as Kim, uh, Kim Barnes Jefferson coach on Facebook, or you can just find me on my website, kimbarnesjefferson.com. Awesome. So anyone out there who's considering these things today and wants to get connected, please look up Kim. Clearly, she really understands um, how we as women feel after 40. So, so if you need some help, I'm like, all of it is just landing on me perfectly, Kim. So you nailed it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, awesome. Quick little wrap up, rapid fire. Um, tell us, Kim, a couple um, simple things in your day to day that bring you joy. For me, for things that thing my brings me joy is my my morning. You know, for years I was a trainer. I was at the gym at five thirty in the morning, and about ten years ago I said no, I'm not doing it anymore. And I enjoy that I wake up when I want. 
I have a cup of coffee, I get a good workout, and I'm like ready for the rest of the day. I'm yeah. ready for everything. Anything the day brings me, bring it on. I love it. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I love the mornings too. I'm definitely a morning person. If there's something really, really tough I need to do, I better be doing it before 9 a.m. <laughs> so, um, okay. Uh, the last two are complete this, the sentence. Okay. So I'm going to start it and you, and you um, finish it. Okay. The first mm-hmm. one is together we can. Achieve anything. Love it. Yeah. I feel like we can do so much more together too. When we lean on each other and share our authentic stories and our authentic selves, um, it just makes such a difference. So I'm going to take this one as a page out of our discussion. Um, So the last complete the sentence is this. Never be afraid to take a different path because. You never know where it's going to lead. Oh, yeah, that's right. You never do. And that God, that's the magic, right? Going back to magic. Yeah. You never know. You never know where you're going to go. So don't be afraid out there. Today, if yeah. they take away one thing, be brave, listeners. Go out there and be brave. <laughs> yeah, there's like just one quick story, and then, then we'll wrap it up. Yep. That there was, a, I think it's a Bible story, but correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. So mm-hmm. there's a guy, he's sitting on the, the floods coming, and God tells him a flood's coming, and he goes and he sits on his roof. And then someone comes by with a boat and he says, hey, come on in. You know, we got room for one more. And he's like, no, God's going to save me. So then, you know, a bigger boat comes by and he's like, no, God's going to save me. Then a helicopter comes by, like, come on, I'm going to help you. And he's like, no, God's going to save me. And then he drowns. And then he goes to the pearly gates and he's like, I thought you were going to save me, God. And God's like, I sent three things to you and you didn't take it. So (laughs) how do you know? So that's why, how do you know? Right. You, you never know how the magic's going to appear. That's right. And there, I mean, seriously, there is magic all around us, listeners. So open those eyes and um, and just realize that things will work for you and with you um, if you can just find the courage to go out there and believe. Right. Exactly. Um, well, this has been fabulous. Thank you for taking the time to do it, Kim. Let's stay connected. And I really appreciate for sure. you. For sure. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. And thank you to listeners for coming along with us today. I hope you gain some new insight and positive vibes. And if there is one takeaway, just remember that old ways won't open new doors. We stand with you. Go be brave and swim to the other side of that river. Let's lift each other up. Connected. We can rise.